Welcome to a Millennial Preacher Podcast, where we have real conversations about church and faith. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to the Millennial Preacher Podcast today. I hope you're having a great week. And again, thank you for joining us and for listening today. I just want to encourage you today and ask you the question, where is your joy? Where is your joy? Um, what we found is if our joy comes from the wrong source, it will not last forever. Um, and we continue to seek more joy. We'll talk about it in a minute. But in Philippians chapter 3, verse 1, Paul says, Whatever happens, my dear brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord. I never get tired of telling you these things, and I do it to safeguard your faith. Now, we think, how is Paul able to talk about joy all the time when his life seems like it's pretty terrible? <laughs> so we need to know a couple things about the book of Philippians. One is Paul wrote this letter from prison People don't agree 100% on where Paul was in prison. Most people believe he was in Rome, and most believe it was a time when he was on house arrest. You can read about this in Acts chapter 28. So when he wrote the book of Philippians, which was to the church in the town of Philippi, he was not in a dungeon as he was probably when he wrote 2 Timothy. He was in his own rented house where for two years he was free to continually teach the gospel to those who came to him. And for that, he was very, very grateful. He could continue to teach about Jesus. Paul was living single-mindedly. We'll talk about that in a little bit, where his mission, his one mission in life is to glorify God and teach people about the gospel. And by teaching people about Jesus, it brings glory to God. So really, to sum it down, Paul cares about one thing, and that is the glory of God. So why did Paul write the, the letter to the church in Philippi? Simply to thank them, and to encourage them. And the letter has an overall theme of joy. 19 times in this short book of four chapters, Paul mentions either joy, rejoicing, as we read in chapter three, or gladness. And he knows, Paul knows joy, while even in difficult times. Again, he's on house arrest, probably not the most fun he's ever had in his life, or when he's in the dungeon writing 2 Timothy. Uh, he's always encouraging people, and he, he understands this joy, and he wants others to experience the same, that no matter what circumstance you are in, you can experience joy. And we think, how? Is this even possible? Is this just one of those things that we constantly strive for, but we know will never happen? No, it's possible. So in your life, where is your joy? Because so often, our joy that we say, when we say like, oh, that makes me feel good or happy or joyful, our joy comes from life events. It pours in slowly and then it leaks and we are right back to where we started. Um, Pastor Ken Baugh says, to hold on to a joyful state of mind seems as pointless as trying to carry a holy bucket. It might work for a moment, but that is hardly enough. So what happens in life is we're seeking joy and happiness. Um, but the problem is, because we live in a sinful world, we have leaks. The joy leaks out. And you think, how, how in the world do we experience a joy that never ends? Because we know we have leaks. Living on planet Earth, there is sin. Leaks are inevitable. There are things that happen that will drain you, that will um, drain the joy from you, cause leaks. 
So how do we experience a joy that never ends? How do we get from point A to point B? Firstly, what we need to know is this. There is no quick fix. Again, let me say that. There is no quick fix. (laughs) There is not a joy pill that you can take every day so you feel good about your life. That's called drugs, people. It's called, it's called drugs, a cocaine, methamphetamine. That's why people are addicted. And you can see what, what drugs do to people. It really it, it ruins your life. And really, it's the opposite of joy. When you think about the, the addiction spectrum, it's really a cycle. You do drugs because it makes you feel good, or you drink alcohol, or you shop, insert addiction here. Scroll through social media, it makes you feel good. You post something, you get a bunch of likes, it makes you feel good. And then... It eventually wears off. You wake up in the morning, you're sober, and you say, oh, I'm not joyful, I'm not happy anymore. So you use again. And a lot of times, again, it ties back to our family trauma and what we were, um, what happened to us as children and whatnot, and it's our own stories. But it's, it's the cycle of addiction. You're seeking joy, you're seeking happiness from somewhere you don't know where. You found in drugs, maybe the community of people who do drugs, and that brought you joy, so you just do drugs to be with that community that you fit in with. And then you have what's called momentary joy. Life may seem good for a little bit, but again, you wake up the next morning, you're sober, and life is terrible. You see, the problem is we go through life, and there's events that bring us joy. Having children, your child is born. At times, they bring you joy. Going shopping, buying cars. Yeah, these are things we'd say, oh, yeah, that brings me joy. I love doing that. But the problem is, again, that joy doesn't last because we leak. So we go shopping, and it makes us feel good, but the next day, next day the feeling is gone. So I'll tell you a story. The uh, oh, oh, Five years ago or so, my wife and I were going out to buy a, a new car. It was the first time we'd ever bought a car together as um, a married couple. And we had a 2009 Chevy Aveo, a little compact uh, car, got great gas, gas mileage. And so we go uh, to these different dealerships. We test drove a couple minivans. We had a growing family. We had one six-month-old, and we knew my wife was pregnant, I believe. And so we thought, okay, it's time to get a minivan. We're expecting some more kiddos, so we just need to do it. So we test drove a couple. And at the end of the night, it was like 8 o'clock, 7 o'clock, or something like that. And we were so tired about shopping. And so we test drove a car, and we thought, okay, this is the one for us. And I remember turning that car on, and the the dash of the car was blue. And I thought, this is so cool. It is a blue dash. The, the dash in the Chevy was green. And so when I saw the blue light up, it gave me a sense of joy and happiness. And I was like, ooh, this is, this is nice. I, I like this. It makes me feel good. And so we went through all the terrible things about buying a car. We went through all the paperwork and all that stuff. And we got to drive the car home. And on the way home, we're driving... Uh, the car, the new van that we just got, the axle started to squeak, and my joy just all rushed out, and it's still to this day, five years later, that axle squeaks, and so we have these events that bring us joy, ooh, new lights, right, new shoes, they look cool for a while, and then like, oh, they're just, you know, they're just there, um, we have these events that bring us joy, but again, the problem is the joy leaks out, so the question is, what is springing joy leaks in your life. What is springing joy leaks in your life? Warren Wearsby says that there are four things that steal our joy. Number one is things. And Americans are just so guilty of this. 
We're one of the wealthiest countries on planet Earth, and we still complain that we don't have enough. Really, it's our own fault. It's the, quote, American dream. If you have a house and a nice car and a good job, you will be happy, which is simply not true. But we just want one more thing, a, a little bit of a nicer car, then I'll be happy. If I just have a, a little bit of a, of a bigger house, or if I just buy a house, then I'll be happy. If I just If I just have a little bit more money... If I can just go on one more vacation a year, if I can just go on a cruise, if I can just go to Hawaii for a while like all of my friends, then I will be happy. Not true. And maybe you lose something. Your house burns down. (laughs) Your favorite hair dryer breaks. Your TV breaks. Your favorite pants get a hole. That's just the worst thing ever. Your favorite socks get a hole in the bottom and you say, no, I'm not going to throw away those socks. You love those socks so much. Boom, more leaks open. You understand what I'm saying. Things can make us uh, spring leaks and lose our, our joy. Number two is people. People make you lose your joy. Man, this is the truth because some people are just the worst. We're all the worst. We're all, we all are sinful people, right? But you know the people. You're having a great day. You get a cup of coffee in the morning. The sun is shining. Life is great. And you walk in the doors to your work. And then there's that one person that is just never happy, that is overly negative all the time. And it just sucks the life, sucks the joy right out of you. <laughs> Angry people, complaining people. We all have those people in our lives. Philippians chapter 2, verse 14. Paul knows this. He says this to the church. Do everything without complaining and arguing. This is my favorite verse in the entire Bible. Do everything without complaining and arguing. Maybe you are a public school teacher. Lord bless you. You have such a difficult job. And you spring a lot of joy leaks. Maybe someone says something mean about you. Boom, there's another leak. Maybe maybe you are lonely. Boom, you have another leak in your life. So the joy we try to put in, the more shopping we do, the, uh, the more things that we buy, it leaks right out. Number three, you lose your joy from trauma. Death. You lose a friend, a mother, a father, a child. That is a huge huge joy leak the pain that we go through from trauma from cancer friends that have health crises maybe close friends moving away Uh, that's that's difficult it's challenging having your kid go off to college scary sometimes that's a huge leak number four is the ultimate joy thief the ultimate leak and that is worry anxiety. And uh, I don't know if you know this, but the World Health Organization says that stress and anxiety is one of the health crises of our generation. And it's true. Everyone, um, I would say, this is just a random stat that I'm just making up, but 90% of people, maybe 100%, struggle with anxiety or stress on some level. And it sucks the joy right out of us. And because the internet makes it so much worse, because we see everyone's perfect life and we say, how come my life isn't like that, etc.? And the joy gets sucked right out of our life. We pursue joy, but we are never satisfied. Why? Because we are doing something wrong. Again, we, are, we, we pursue joy, but we're never satisfied because all the leaks... And we were never filled with joy because we were doing something wrong. 
we are pulling from the wrong source. So with all of these leaks that we have in life, and again, leaks are inevitable since Genesis chapter 3, when sin entered the world, with all of these leaks, how do we maintain joy? What is the solution? Paul experiences a lot of leaks, yet maintains joy. Jesus experiences a lot of leaks, loss of friends, watching his friends go through terrible things, uh, dying on the cross, awful, yet Jesus always maintains joy. How? Where does joy, where does their joy come from? What is the source? If we want a joy that never ends, how and where? And we think, I don't experience joy. How can I experience joy? Everybody wants to experience joy and happiness on some level, absolutely. And we think, is it an impossible task? Was it only Paul who could experience this? Was it only Jesus who could experience this? I want to tell you this. Three times in the book of Philippians, Paul revealed that his joy was in the Lord. That's it. His joy was in the Lord. In verse 3, chapter 3, verse 1, rejoice in the Lord. Chapter 4, verse 4, always be full of joy in the Lord. Chapter 4, verse 10, but I rejoiced in the Lord greatly. Paul's source of joy is never ending because Paul's source of joy is in the Lord. And if your joy is in the Lord, it will never end. Let me repeat that. In your life, if your joy is from the Lord, it will never end. And while we live on this planet Earth, again, since Genesis 3, there is, was, and will be sin. There will be leaks in your life. No matter what, you will spring leaks. But if your joy is in the Lord, no matter how many leaks you have, your joy will never run dry because your joy comes from Jesus Christ and it is a source that is never, never, never ending. And I want to encourage you in that. Romans 15, 13, Paul says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. Psalm 16, 11 says, You make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Psalm 94, 19 says, When anxiety was great within me, your consolation brought me joy. John 15, 11 says, These things I have spoken to you so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. The word may be full in the Greek simply means to cause or to abound, to furnish, to supply liberally. And so we receive our joy from a source that is never ending because that source is God. It is Jesus Christ. But what we tend to do is try to get our joy from sources that are not God. Life events, things, people, places, things, right? We travel. makes us feel good. We want more travel. That's where we receive our, our, our joy. And we think of the mission of the church. What is the mission of the church? At my church at Liberty, uh, the top part of our vision statement is we are here to help people to connect to God. We want to reach people with the love of Jesus. And that begins when we are filled with the joy of the Lord. And it drives me crazy where we have Jesus believing people acting like everybody else, like, oh, my life is terrible. This is so awful. We are missing something. We are missing something that the joy of the Lord is our strength. Nehemiah 
8.10, it says this, Don't be dejected and sad, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. When the church was growing um, head over head, in Acts 13, verse 52, even amidst the persecution, it says, And the disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. Again, we think, how is it possible? How can we actually experience this joy that Jesus experienced and that Paul experienced and other, uh, I'd say, the disciples experienced? Is it possible? Can we, as Jesus followers in the year 2019, experience this joy? What is interesting is in the book of Philippians, Paul uses the word mind 10 times. And he uses the word think five times, and he also uses remember. So in total, Paul uses 16 references to the mind. That being said, to experience joy, the battle is in your mind. Warren Wearsby says, in other words, the secret of Christian joy is found in the way the believer thinks his attitudes So to experience joy, the battle is in your mind. And the challenge is that we have to live what's called single-mindedly. What does that mean? Well, it simply means that we live for the next life, not for this one. That means that this world that we live in is not our home, but heaven is our home. So we're not living for here, we're living for there. Paul says in verse 21 of Philippians chapter 1, For to me, to live is Christ, and to die is gain. So we live single-mindedly, not for this life, but for the next one. There's a man who lived in the Soviet Union. His name is Alexander Solzhenitsyn. And uh, he lived through terrible things, witnessed terrible things with these gulags and concentration camps. And he says this, The only way to survive in prison is to abandon all expectations in this world and live for the next. This is how we experience joy. When we live single-mindedly, knowing that our life is for the glory of God and for Jesus, that is why we are on planet Earth. And there will be another life we'll live with Jesus Christ himself, with no more pain and no more suffering, no more leaks. But James says, when you are double-minded, you will not experience joy, but experience pain. He says, being a double-minded man, James chapter 1, verse 8, being a double-minded man, you are unstable in all your ways, or unstable in all his ways. Because while we live on planet Earth, uh, there's a battle to experience joy. And again, the battle is in your mind. You have to fight it. The temptation that we all have to focus on what is on earth instead of what is in heaven. Paul says this in Galatians chapter 5. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the spirit wants. And the spirit gives us desires that are the opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other so that you are not free to carry out your own good intentions. So there's this, this force that is constantly fighting in your mind. And again, the battle is in your mind to either focus on what is on earth or focus on what is next, to focus on the glory of God and Jesus or focus on building a big house and making a lot of money. 
Uh, Paul says in Romans chapter 12, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. So do you believe in Jesus? Have you been changed by Jesus? If you haven't, I I would encourage you to do so. Believe in Jesus in his death and his resurrection, admit your failures and surrender your mind to Christ. Surrender your mind to Christ and experience the joy of the Lord. Be full of joy in the Lord that no matter if you have leaks that spring up, and we all do, if your source of joy is from the Lord, you will never run dry. That we will be single-minded living as citizens in heaven And this is how Paul is able to experience joy in all that he does, whether he's on house arrest in Rome, in the dungeons, shipwrecked on an island, beaten, thrown in prison. And he says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, For our present troubles are small, and they won't last forever, or they won't last very long. Yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. So in your life, Your present troubles, what you're going through, the leaks you have, they're small and they won't last very long. They may not be small to you, but they're small to God. And they won't last forever. But your joy is in the Lord. It will never run dry. And what we go through produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. So as I was reading through the book of Philippians these last couple of weeks and praying and studying, God asked me a question. He said, Stephen, where is your joy? And I've been convicted, and what I want you guys to know is that as a pastor, if you want to know what a pastor is going through, just listen to what he says on Sunday morning, um, and that's what he's going through. And when I preach to people at my church, I'm really just preaching to myself, and other people are listening. And God asked me the question, Stephen, where is your joy? Is it in me? Or is it in things of this world? So I'm going to ask you, where is your joy? Is it in worldly things? Are you living single-mindedly, focusing only on Christ and Jesus, knowing that no matter what happens to you, the goal is for the glory of God and for Jesus, the gospel to move forward? Or are you living double-mindedly? And James says that's unstable. It doesn't, it doesn't work. It, it won't produce joy in your life. Or maybe you've been pursuing joy for a long time and you keep uh, coming up empty. Maybe you've been an addict. Give it all to Jesus. Get in a community that will support you and love you, let you grow together in the word in your relationship with Jesus and experience the joy of the Lord. Thanks for listening. Hey guys, thank you so much for Uh, listening to the Millennial Preacher Podcast today. And I hope you're encouraged that uh, simply our joy comes from the Lord and how often we seek joy in places that is not God. And so if you receive your joy from God and God alone, it will abound, it will overflow, no matter how many leaks that you have, and we all have leaks, God's joy will never run dry. Thanks for tuning in to guys, and we'll catch you on the next one.